really, really excited um, about the series that we are going to do. Um, it's like, one, it's ignited in me this like thing that I've been, like I was telling you, I've been like mulling over and thinking about for over a year. And that is how, what chakras align with the areas of your home energy map or your Bagua map. And this is something I thought about over a year ago. And it was like, I spent months just like being a bad scientist and like trying to figure it out. And because I've read books and I've read articles and information about other people's take on what chakras go with each area of the energy map. And it's like, it was too simple for me. Like, it just was like, eh, I mean, I get where they're going, but it like, to me, it wasn't deep enough. And so when you were like, Hey, should we do a series about the chakras? I was like, yes. And then so synchronistically the way everything always happens in perfect timing, a conversation with a friend literally just finally like finished and put it all together for me as far as like, okay, I know exactly what chakras go with each area of the energy map. And I'm like, I've been now on like my little mad scientist journey again. And I've been like researching and figuring all of this stuff out. And it's been like so fun for me. And I really like, I honestly finally started like writing the outline of my book because that's what I wanted to do with this, like in the beginning anyway. So I'm just like, I'm so excited to do this series and I'm really excited for everybody, anyone, everyone that's, that's here. Um, so yeah. Cool. I'm excited uh, too. I like the idea of our houses having energy centers, mm -hmm. you know, it makes sense. Yeah, it really yeah. does. And I feel like the, the Bagua map, the home energy map is really, it is that anyway, yeah. right? Like those yep. are its own energy centers and it's literally about those areas of your life. But if you want to go a level deeper, how is it even more connected with you? Yeah. And so that's where I think that conversation um, about the chakras really just makes sense because right. That's just like it to me is just this level deeper of how you're connected with your space and how your space is really connected with you and being able to look at like, and also if you're more familiar with the chakras and not the home energy map, not feng shui, but to now be able to use this map. Um, and I did go ahead and create like just a super basic home energy map that has all of the chakras listed on it. So if anybody wants to grab that and follow along, I put it on my website. It's literally the first thing on the website and I have it on there for 99 cents. So you can grab it, download it. If you want to follow us along in this series, um, I am going to put this on my podcast as well. So if you're listening on the podcast and you want to follow along or want a deeper insight, you can always grab that as well. Um, but basically, we're going to start with um, Earth Star Chakra tonight. And my intuition has led me to believe that your Earth Star Chakra is related to the new beginnings area of your home energy map. And God, there's so many reasons. And the more I do research, I feel like I find even more reasons why it's so perfect and it just fits so well. But my initial thought was the new beginnings area is related to the wood element. And when I thought of being like a tree and having roots and, and this new beginnings area is in feng shui is also related to your connection, your lineage, your connection with your ancestors, how that programming, how those, you know, ancestral karma affects you and how you have to decide to break that 
and start fresh from those things. And so when I thought of like this tree, like in its roots growing into the ground and like then how that connects you to, you know, to the earth, to this deeper part, um, I was like, that just felt so right to me. And so then the more that I've explored um, information on on your earth star chakra, um, it just makes like, if you think of your roots and, and how those roots and whether that's family or ancestors or programming or how you were raised, like how that holds wisdom and then what are you doing with that wisdom? Like, and wisdom isn't good or bad. It could be a good childhood or a bad childhood. It could be good programming or bad programming. Either way, it's wisdom. And we have to keep starting fresh. We have to have many, many, many new beginnings in our life if we want to grow as people and grow into this thing that we're supposed to be. So we're constantly like upgrading and having these fresh new starts with ourselves. So I think that's just like, um, I was looking at my notes, allow yourself to be tethered to your center of grounding. I can barely read my handwriting. When, when I, cause I, this is a chakra that I work on when I do body work mm-hmm. and when I am working on it, um, the things that I'm thinking about or the things that come to mind is obviously connection to the earth, right? Connection to like the bone and mineral kingdom, you know, because, and like in shamanic journeys, I don't know if you've ever done a shamanic journey, but this is where they take you is to through the earth star chakra to connect you to like the bone and mineral kingdom, the lower world, Mm -hmm. um, like the heart of the planet, your oldest spiritual home, is what I attribute this chakra to. Um, it's also the, the container that holds lower frequencies for transmutation. So when I'm moving energy through somebody's body, that's where I'm moving it because that is where it is transmuted. So like if I'm doing body work on somebody and I'm trying to move energy down the meridians, I am putting it in the container of the earth star chakra because that's where it is transmuted. Um, it also, I feel like it holds, um, what is too heavy for us to carry and that's where we let it go. Um, container for what needs to be released in order to allow rebirth, which I think really goes with, yeah, (laughs) I see smiling because it's like, hell yeah, this is, this is a good, this is the right one. Um, and it also provides a solid and stable foundation for life to flourish and grow. Wow. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect for new beginnings. I love it. Yeah. I'm like literally making notes. I'm like, I'm so freaking pumped about this. I feel like I've been talking about this like um, with my boyfriend all week. Like, oh, I read this and now this makes so much sense. And I'm like so excited. So, um, yeah. So I think that, you know, Uh, if you're new here and you have no idea what an earth star chakra is or what the new beginnings area of your home energy map is, um, that's what we are deep diving into and how those two things relate. And Julie, I think just put it so beautifully, um, how those two things connect. Um, so let's get down to, um, do you want Where, to talk stones first? Well, I was going to say on your body, this chakra is located like 12 inches below your feet, right? And the, yeah. the Sanskrit term for it is Vasundara, and that actually translates to daughter of the earth. So it's like a very earthy, you know. Yeah. Okay. And then I think it's be it would be good to show. Do you have the Bagua map on you? You can show them where it is in the house yeah I actually think I do maybe let's see I have someone else's Bagua map I can't pull that out that would just be wrong oh here we go here we go what's this guy here okay 
I have my kids Bagua map. You would think I would be, um, I've been like, okay, I feel like this isn't a good, this is like my one that I have here beside me that I've been making notes on. Oh, that's good enough. It has notes on it. But right here is where we're talking about the new beginning. So this is most likely going to be the entrance quadrants. You would lay it on your home like this. You can look more about, you can Google it. You can go to my website. I have a copy that you can download. Um, that has a, is very detailed for how you put this on your home and understand it. But basically, if you're standing at the front door of your home, it's going to be, and you're looking at your, you know, at your floor plan from like the top down, right? Like if you were an airplane or a bird and you're looking down at your home, um, it's going to be on the middle left-hand side. So that's what that looks like. That's your new beginnings area. And, um, Again, it's it relates to your connection with your roots, with your family, with ancestral stuff. Um, it relates to the fact that you have to take all that stuff, that programming, how you were raised, good or bad, and you have to sit back and and think about what what part of that still feels you know feels true to me, and what do I want to you know take with me on my journey and what do I want to leave behind or what are some things that like, Ooh, like happened in my life that I need to start fresh from. What do I need to sever and cut and let go of and move on? What do I need to shed so that I can become this new version of myself? And that's something that, you know, like I said earlier, we do so often, at least we should be doing so often in our life if we really want to, you know, level up and keep, um, keep becoming what, what we're meant here to become. So with that being said, um, related to wood element, which that's where I think of like the tree. Cause I know that earth star is obviously very related to earth, but like when you say daughter of the earth, I think tree. Yeah. Right. Like that's just like what comes out of that for me. And so it's related to the wood element. Colors are greens and blues. Um, decor and things like that that you could use in your home for this area would be flowers, plants, pictures of flowers and plants, trees. Um, it might be a good place for family photos, um, cylinder shape, things like that. So that's what you can look at on the feng shui side, but I'm excited to talk about crystals. So there were a couple I felt really, really perfect ones. And then I've got five or six that would, that are great. Actually, they're all really good. But my, my number one pick for this, and this is probably not going to surprise you, is petrified wood. Um, and this is actually agatized petrified wood, but um, petrified wood is an earth element stone well stone wood connect it connects you to ancestral wisdom the akashic records past lives and encourages slow and steady growth mm. yeah so really good for that the second one that i felt like was really great that I actually don't have one of these is <laughs> sorry i'm having a both dog of issue. our dogs are like <laughs> yeah Mine's mad because my husband is outside playing in the hose with the two and she's not out there. So um, the second one that I think is really good is Rainforest Jasper. I don't have one. Um, also an earth element stone. It connects you to the healing of the earth, carries the energy of growth and all that grows on the earth. Good for renewal, engagement with life and the physical access to your roots and the past. And petrified wood is often something I use on crystal healing clients at their feet mm -hmm. um, to ground them during a session. And then my third one is another thing that I use uh, and in every session at their feet. And it's or or orthoceros, it's actually a fossil. Um, I love using this uh, because it brings forward past trauma for healing. 
Mm. It grounds, stabilizes, symbolizes death and rebirth and transformation because it was one thing and now it is another, you know? So those are probably my top three. And anytime anybody is having a healing session, they have got these two of these fossils at their feet. Mm. The, the ones that I actually use in my session are opalized. So they've got like this beautiful opal, like a red opaly tint on them. They're, they're amazing. Ooh. Um, and then the, hi, Kathy. I, I saw you say good evening, but then I forgot that I'm saying hi now. Um, the fourth one I thought was really good is Elestial Quartz. And um, this is a smoky Elestial Quartz. And as you can see, it's kind of like bony looking or scaly looking. And this is quartz that has, is so old that it's actually starting to break down. So it's starting to like break down in the earth when it's mined. So um, it's good for grounding your higher self into the physical body or earthly life. Um, Akashic Records access, past life access, um, offers energy and information to support growth, which goes back to the wisdom, right? Mm -hmm. uh, helps you to understand the root of your patterns so you can make Ooh. changes. Assists in delving deep into the physical for healing and evolution. Oh, I love that. These are yeah, all that was, so great. Yeah, there, there's some good ones. Um, the next one are called Moki Marbles. And they're just these little marbly guys. There's a, there's a male and a female one. Actually, this is what I put in my children's hands when they're having a horrible day and they need to be grounded. I sit them down and make them hold these to kind of bring them down. Um, the, these are found like in Utah, I guess, and they can only be gathered by elders of uh, Native American elders. Yeah. Tribal elders. So anyway, they're kind of, they're a cool little tool to have. They're good. They are also called the sh shaman stones sometimes, or, uh, boji, boji balls and moki marbles, moki balls. I've heard them called a couple things. Um, and they're good for journeying deep into shamanic work, journeying into lower worlds. So like going down deep into the earth um, and rebirthing. I love that. I actually think um, local crystal store here, I'm pretty sure when I was checking out one time, the owner, we were talking about something. He goes, have you ever heard of these? And I'm it might not no it might have been rods but the name sounds so familiar but it was like he had me put one in each hand and then asked me what i felt and i told him and he was like oh yeah you can feel it but like he had this whole i wish i could remember what they were at first i was like i think it was the milky balls but now i feel like it, they may have been cylinders so i might be hmm. yeah no these are these are um they're very very grounding and then the next one I actually chose for the new beginning section of the Bagua map when we were doing that. Mm -hmm. And this was the only one that I picked for that that came up in this. So I thought that was really interesting. I love that though. Because I was kind of looking to see which ones would, would cross, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a Black Obsidian. Uh, brings shadows to the service surface for releasing uncovers patterns and habits that inhibits growth so that was a good one for that yeah and also a good one for new beginnings and my next one is green kyanite mm. and these are good for connection to the earth mother earth energy entrance to the realm of nature 
bridge between the self and the balance of nature and access to the wisdom of the earth. Mm. I use these a lot on the heart when I'm working on people. I put them on each side of whatever stone I'm using in the center. I love that. My next pick is Apache Tear, which is also a form of obsidian for releasing, releasing grief, particularly grounding, healing, moving forward through pain. I thought that was a good one. Forgiveness. And the it has like the um, the earth is my home type of energy. But I think this one is good because it's about moving forward. My next one, which I don't have on me, is, uh, and I meant to grab it, but I didn't. It's in my bathroom. Black kyanite. It's shaped like a little broom, um, and it's actually called the great broom. Clears energy that doesn't serve your highest good. Mm. Allows past life access, but keeps you grounded to the earth plane. Ooh. thought that was a neat one. No. Uh, red jasper was another one that was good. This is also another earth element stone. Grounding, strengthening, restorative, connects to the earth. It's good for moving forward in life, which I thought was a good one for new beginnings. Um, black tourmaline I thought was good as well. Brings fear to the surface to be released. Grounds the physical body and is a path for light to enter the earth plane. And then another one that I don't have on me, which I thought was really good, is brown tourmaline. I don't know if you've seen brown tourmaline before. It's also called dravite. Good for connection to the earth grounding. It helps you do your inner work. Inspires courage and persistent releases anxiety of the past. I love that one. Yeah. I've never, how many, there's like, I'm just learning like that there's so many different kinds of tourmaline. I had no idea. I originally just thought it was black. Then I found the pink one that I bought and was like, oh, wow. Or mm -hmm. yeah, pink and white. And then now I've, this has just opened me up to all the tourmalines. And there, we have a beautiful blue one here at the house. Ooh. Like, yeah, it's like a, it's, it's big. Yeah. Big blue one. <laughs> And then my last one is just regular smoky quartz. I mean, releasing, transmuting, which is what happens down in the belly of the earth is the transmutation of the lower energy, um, mm -hmm. connecting the physical body to healing, to the healing of the earth. I love all of those. Like, I think what's so cool just about this whole discussion um, is that to me, there's now, and I thought this for a while, but just like us talking about it, even like there's this surface level of stuff that you can kind of just scratch and it gives you like the basics and you can do a lot with that. Right. Sure. But if you really want to go deep, like, to me, being able to connect your chakras with these areas, it just gives it like, there's so much similar meaning, but it's like, just at this, I think this is where you can really, truly use your home as this even more powerful, like manifestation tool, because yeah. you're not only like, uh, when you change in your environment, you're changing inside too, right? It's like already setting the tone of, it's like an intention, right? And any intention that you push outward, it affects you inwardly as well. Like that's just how it works. But if you can now not only connect with your home and see the results, but connect with your home, connect with that chakra, it's like super connection personally. Like to me, that's just like... I don't know. I think that's it's so layering, powerful. right? Yeah. It layers, it layers yeah. more. And it goes back to what we've talked about before doing the surface level stuff is fine. But when you really, really dig in 
you're putting so much intention and so much force behind what you're trying to create or manifest right and it, it and the more you layer those intentions the better i even wrote down and i don't even i don't know what happened to my notes on this i even wrote down some good oils to um Ooh. diffuse that are earth star oils Ooh, and I what the hell it. did i do with them uh one of them was sandalwood Okay. Which goes, you know, back to the wood element. And then, um, let's see, I wrote it down here somewhere. And I didn't put it on my notes that I printed. Uh, black peppercorn. Ooh, tobacco. What is I like. I don't know. I don't have it. Oh, that's um, so Tobacco is a good one. Frankincense, myrrh, and white sage are all good earth star chakra oils so if you have a diffuser in that section of your house i mean not only are you putting items like the flowers or pictures of the flowers and then potentially a crystal that corresponds and then your diffuse i mean it just it magnifies yeah every layer just magnifies the intention mm -hmm. yeah that's what i just and that's why I, I love talking to you about this stuff because though we have different practices, I feel like our foundation with how we practice and where we're coming from and just in our life in general just comes from intention and how important that is. And to me, it's like when your foundational element is learning how to practice intentionality, like you can't fuck it up. Like there's right. nothing to be afraid of or what if I do this wrong or what if I do that wrong? Like, that's not a thing. Like your, your intention is so powerful. Like I interviewed, um, a, a client recently and they had worked with a feng shui practitioner before and this feng shui practitioner practiced compass school. So the way, like, they still use the Bagua map, right? But, like, the way she lays it is completely different than how I do. And he was like, listen, I just, I really like you, but, like, I like the way she, like, I believe what she told me about this space. And I'm looking at his face seeing, like, some interesting things. But I'm like, listen, this just, like, that proved so much to me that it literally doesn't matter which form you practice or which form you are drawn to because it just comes down to like what feels right to you and then using that with powerful intention because I literally believe something different he believed the other way and totally saw the he's like it works like I had I opened this up this is my abundance area I've had, you know, clients up the ass since I opened basically, you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, I totally believe you. That's called intention. Like, mm -hmm. you, and you believe it, you know, right. like if I would have came in and set it up a different way, you, it probably would have worked too because you believe right. it, you know? And I thought that was so powerful because it just proved to me so much too that like, and that's what I kept telling him. And I was like, listen, like, this is about intention, you know, and these are the tools I use to set the ground for my intentions. And if you resonate more with the other, that's totally fine. But he, and he like this, per he had like a hard time grasping that in some ways, you know, because it was like, but it's like this. You know, and so it was just really interesting, but I thought it was so like, I really like enjoyed him as a person. And it was just so interesting to see like the, the thought process We had like, wait a minute, how can this be different? And they both work. And I thought, well, intention, like that's it. Right. I think that's right. So but cool. he probably is more of an analytical guy. And he is it was about the structure and the function of it. And that's in his mind, what worked, it wasn't the energy behind it. You know, it was the actual act of putting this here and that here and opening that up, but not, you know, the energy behind those actions, which yeah. is what gets the ball rolling. Right. Mm -hmm. 
Which yeah. is so interesting, though, because we can literally, like, it all comes, it just all comes down to intention. And that's, mm-hmm. I don't know, I, there's nothing else I can say about that. Like, that is yeah. it, it's intention. Yeah, I mean, we've talked about that so many times. We we go back to that a lot because it, it is the most important thing is the thought behind what you're doing. Yeah. And I heard you mention that on Sandra's podcast too. And I thought, oh, that's so good. Yeah. We were talking about how, um, like, um, about the different books and the different training and, you know, all of the different informational sources. And I told her I would rather see people, meditate with a crystal for three days and write down what kind of energy it brought to them, then go to Google to look Mm -hmm. for the metaphysical properties, right? Because we, we know, like we have access to that knowledge. We don't, we don't need Google for that. And Google's a horrible place to find the metaphysical property of crystals, by the way, a horrible place. Don't go to Google. But I mean, I personally, because I like to rabbit hole into stuff, I want to know where it comes from. I want to know what it was used for historically 2,000 years ago or 5,000 years ago. I want to know what its structure is and, you know, what different, what colors it grows in. You know, like I want to know all that stuff because that helps me determine how I use it too. But yeah. It is. It's all about what, what it, the kind of energy it gives to you, what it brings to you and what you will, you're putting behind it too. Yeah, I totally agree. I feel like we wrapped that up quicker than I thought we would, but. Yeah, I know we were fast. I know, but I think it's good. I don't know if I have anything. Do you have any closing, um, closing thoughts? Um, I guess in, in working with this chakra, like in my world, I guess what's really the most important about it is the, the transmutation factor. And I, I feel from what you said in the beginning, that is important in this area of your energy map because unless you are releasing and transmuting things, you cannot sprout new life, right? Mm -hmm. So I I think that's important for um, not only working on that with our bodies, but in our home. Yeah, I would totally agree. I don't think that you can... To me, this is like, um, this area to me is a hard one to just take at surface level. If you Mm -hmm. really want to make some changes and impact in your life, like, yeah, you can throw up the pictures of flowers and whatever and like enhance the energy, right? Like it might, the space might feel good to you, but if you really want to use uh, feng shui and the practice of home wellness, like to really like benefit and up level your life. Like this is a deep one. This is like the one that like kind of sucks to go through because like you have to be willing to dig down and look at that deeper shit. And some of that shit might not even be yours, right? This is also related to ancestral traumas or programming. Um, So it's like, it's the area that you have to be willing to like go down the rabbit hole, I guess, if you really want to make like some big impacts. And I think you have to be kind of willing to do that many times in your life. Um, But if you're willing to do that, listen to, you know, like, and if you're willing to do that using these crystals using certain things that feel like that new beginning to you. It could be creating an altar, you know, it could be defeat. Like it's, it's literally what feels right to you. And this is something that will be ever changing, but like you can really move some powerful energy, not only through your body, but through your home. And just through that, like 
time space, I guess, if you're willing to kind of like get down and dirty and work with these properties and work with these enhancements that we've shared with you. So, yeah. And just another little thing that I think you could do that adds another layer of intention. When you were talking, it made me think of what I do every morning. And if this space in your house is a place where you can sit or meditate. One of the things that I do every morning when I meditate is I put this smoky quartz. It's full of water too. It has ancient water in it. I put it at my feet. It just sits at my feet. And like, if I'm feeling ungrounded or if I'm nervous about something, I, I, when I recorded that podcast, I was a little nervous that the words wouldn't come out. This was sitting on my feet and I had an aquamarine in my hand, but You could also spend five minutes meditating in that space with one of these crystals actually on your earth star chakra in your body to help try to release some of that energy Yeah, and kind of anoint that space, give it its purpose. Yeah. I love that. And I think that's really important. Like you mentioning that, I think the other thing to be aware of too is like, this isn't like you go in and you make some changes in your home and you meditate for a couple of days and you're like, all right, done. You know, it's Check. done. Yeah, it next. Yeah. Next. It unfortunately doesn't work like that. Like you have to be willing to, when you open this door, you have to be willing to sit in this space for as long as it takes. And sometimes that might be, you know, little things might only, oh my gosh, little things might only take a few days, a few weeks, and but it can take months. There's things that I've been working on for years, right? And it's just like an onion, and I keep, I'm like, oh shit, like this is still going on. Okay, like here's another layer. But it doesn't mean that it's necessarily like weighing me down for years, but it's just opening this door to this really deeper work of, of creating new beginnings and fresh starts in your life and like really healing yourself from some things like just have grace with yourself when it comes to working with that, because it's, it's a process and it's not always fun. Um, but it's totally worth it on the other side. So it's the shadow work section of your body. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Yes. It shouldn't yeah. be green and blue. It should be dark and gray. I know, like obsidian <laughs> black. Yes. Yeah, it would also be a neat space to put a, an ancestor altar. Yes. There's so many, I feel like, different altars you could work with here, whether that's just setting the intention for X new beginning, for releasing X and beginning with Y, for ancestral stuff, or healing a relationship with a family member like this could be a family member you hate but like setting up a an altar to that person could be really powerful and again yeah any of these spaces in your home if you're working specifically on that energy that area that chakra are great places to be able to meditate if you can my healing my um Sorry, my new beginnings is partly in my garage, my powder room, and a little bit of my kitchen. So actually, I do have a chair in there now. I'm like, oh, I could yeah. create a little altar there by my chair if I wanted to. So, mm-hmm. you know, you can get creative with it. And like, yeah, I've and- put altars in my garage before just because it's, you know, that's the space. Yeah, when when I'm working with people and when I've done, like, journeying I think it's important to remember that as you're releasing this stuff that you need to give it to the container of the earth like push it down into the like the earth can handle whatever burden is too heavy for you to carry and just keep envisioning pushing it down and out through the bottom of your feet and releasing it that way I think that's, I'm so glad that you mentioned that because that is, it's extremely important. That's what I'm doing when I'm, when I'm pushing people's energy, you know, Mm -hmm. like 
I, I had somebody yesterday that was really, really stuck in the middle body. And so my whole entire focus was just pulling energy from the crown, pulling it down, healing that wound, and then pushing that wound down and uh, out of the bottom of the feet. Mm-hmm. So... That's really important. My dog is going crazy on me tonight. Mine are tired now. They all got to play in the sprinkler. So they're super super stoked. (laughs) Well. Well, that was super fun and cool. I like, I like um, working with this chakra. I think it's important, but I'm also an earth sign. And so it resonates with me. That's why it just felt natural to me. Like I always knew I wanted to include it in this, but I originally had a hard time figuring it out. Or maybe I didn't think about including it at first until I thought when I do energy clearing sessions and like alignments where I'll do like the personal body and the home body together, when people have like a lot of like stuck kind of unresolved energy, I always go to the feet a couple of different times. And that's just something I started doing intuitively without really knowing a lot about the earth star chakra when I first started. So then it was like, as I was putting this together, I kept being like, man, like, you know, because there are nine areas and our main chakra system has seven. And so there's obviously two extras, but like, if you're working with the 12 chakra system, like that's too many. So it's like, mm-hmm. what, what goes where? And that was one that just like fell naturally. And I was like, I always go to the feet and that's so important. And I, every single person that I've worked on always needs clearing and alignment at their feet. Like always, there's never been a time where it's like, no, this is great. Like nobody needs anything here. It's always, and um, which led me down this rabbit hole. And I think it just fits so perfectly. So Yeah, I think it's perfect. It's a perfect um, pairing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just like, and it was the last one. Like it, the new beginnings areas kind of sat there now for a while. And I'm like, huh. Interesting. And then it was like, bam. And then I started reading more about it. And I'm like, oh my God, of course, it's perfect. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so funny how how things like that work out so um alexa asked a question about where we're located kate's in ohio and i'm in the pacific northwest yeah so yeah yeah i would have thought that that would have been one of your first ones to click isn't that so funny and it was like the one that was like it had been different things before like that's like I've literally played with this map for over a year and been like eh, okay this one there's a few that like haven't changed they've always been that like three or four of them but the other ones I've constantly been like and then I'll read something and be like mm, nope that doesn't fit now now maybe it needs to go over here I've had a conversation or just whatever I've learned something new and, um, and then, like I said, I had this conversation with a good friend of mine and we were talking about the chakras, which we don't, we don't think we've ever talked about the chakras before. Like this is a totally random conversation and we're on the phone and I'm like, hold on a minute. I have to write some stuff down. <laughs> and then I looked at it and then looked everything up and then, and it was just like, oh, okay. That's what I've been like. And it's so funny to me how that kind of shit works where it's like, to me, it's like your brain is constantly working on things, even when you're not conscious of it. Like you kind of set that, like I set that intention in there that this was something I literally have on my vision board, a book cover called Feng Shui Through the Chakras that has been on my vision board for a year. I'm like, I know that I'm going to write a book on this because of the synchronistic way, the whole idea and everything came to me and then it was like I got so discouraged because I thought man like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about like I don't know and then it's like but you you saw a book about this and you felt like it wasn't correct yes 
and that you needed to fix it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I've read uh, several books and articles about it and was Mm -hmm. like, okay, it's not. And I never would want to say that it's wrong. To me, it just wasn't deep enough. Like it was obvious. It was too obvious Mm. where it's like, it's fine. Right. And it makes sense. But I'm like, to me, this could be such a huge thing and so powerful that it wasn't deep enough for me. Yeah. So that's where it's like, I've literally been churning this around in my, in my brain for quite a while and just been like, man, like almost given up on it. Like maybe I just don't like, maybe I'm just trying to be different or, you know, or whatever. Um, and then it's like, when it finally clicks, you're like, okay, now I know I've literally just been gathering information all of this time. And then at some point your brain just hears the one right thing. And it's like a puzzle and it just puts it all together. And it's like, boop, here you go. Yeah. So yeah, just, super that's cool. so cool. Um, Alexa asked, do you know if there's one in Colorado? Are you looking for somebody that does a house cleansing? Or are you looking for somebody to cleanse your, you, like your person? Um, because I would go, I would, if it were me, I would go into a local metaphysical shop and ask them if they know somebody. I'm sure they, I'm sure they do. I don't personally know anybody in Colorado, but I, I know a local shop would I used to probably know somebody. know somebody that does that. But I know she just moved to Asheville. No, I'm trying to think if there's who did I recently meet that's in Colorado. I'm trying oh, to. Hey Jen, they have anything to do? And hey Amber, thanks for sticking around the whole time, Amber. So yeah, okay, that was that was pretty fun, pretty cool. Yeah. I can't wait to see the book. Yes. I, uh, writing's not necessarily my strong suit. Um, unless I don't say that. I know I've been trying. Words have power, Kate. I know. I feel like when I'm channeling, I can write like so good and I'll like step back and read it and be like, wow, like who wrote that? But when I, I sit down to just write something. So yeah, I'm, you, I'm excited. I'm gathering my information. I do have my outline and um, I've got it on my vision board. So it's happening. Have you um, read Rebecca Campbell's books? Mm-mm. Okay, you should. They're really good. R- really good. Um, she swears that she completely channeled all of her books. She doesn't remember. She just Excellent. sat down and just started writing and out came a book and she swears to god it just it came completely from higher guidance that she had nothing to do with the book i believe her person i do too i totally believe it i have um with my uh personal feng shui clients that i work with i always put together like a portfolio for them afterwards that i'll like physically send to them so that they have it for reference. And like, if they're physical people, they have the option of like the PDF or like getting a physical copy. And I have this intro in there that like is completely channeled. Like when I read it, when I sent it to my first person was like the first time I actually read it. I was like, holy shit, this is good. Who wrote this? Like no (laughs) recollection of it at all. That happens sometimes when I speak, like, especially Mm -hmm. when I'm, giving people advice, mm-hmm. things will come out of my mouth. And I'm like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> did yes. I always really say that? Interviews and when I'm teaching classes, like there are mm-hmm. certain things where I'll even say it. And right after I say it, I'm like, I don't, I don't know where that came from. But damn, that was like really good. Like, oh me, I don't know. And then I'm like, it wasn't really me. It was just, you know, but yeah, I don't remember who taught me this technique, but I, I don't remember what teacher or, or what book or where I read it. But if you ever have like a speaking engagement or a te- you're teaching a class and you're unsure of whether, you, you know, how you're going to do or what you're going to say, 
mm-hmm. to just sit back and meditate before you do it and ask spirit to speak through you. Yeah, just asking spirit to speak through you. Mm-hmm. And I swear to God, every time I do that, the words just flow out of my mouth. Jen is asking, can we talk about setting up an altar? Yes, yeah, <laughs> we totally, totally can. can. So yeah, I guess setting one, an, an altar can, in my opinion, be any any items that are important to you that reflect the intention what you're trying to create so if we're looking at it in terms of this section of the of the home energy map we would be looking at things like flowers right kate flowers plants Mm -hmm. ancestors so we talked about doing like an ancestral altar so like photos of your ancestors any of the crystals that we mentioned would be perfect for an altar in this space I would incorporate the the elements personally in every altar. Um, so earth, um, wind, fire, water, earth, air, fire, water. I would encourage. And I would, I would different encourage. elements, which is so What funny, would you do? Right? So, yeah, well, would... you use the four elements. I use five. Yeah. So That's earth, right. That's right. Um, hold on. Let me think. Wood, fire, earth, metal, and water. So no mm-hmm. air, but five. Um, so I would use the five elements and have that, that balance, um, for most things. Although I would say like right now, like I have like a, um, an altar on my desk and it's in my abundance corner of my desk and it's all stones and it's, which in stones and feng shui are seen as the metal element because they're compressed earth. So, which is totally different than how, Julie, how you see them. But I just have, like, different um, crystals here. And, like, that's one altar that I have in my space. But, well, it's part of an altar um, because I also have, like, right now over here, I have my oil, Julie, that you gave me that I put on before I work a lot of times. Right now I have a card about opportunities and I have my plant there as well. Like, so I'm constantly like adding to and changing out. Like, I know some people that will set them up and they have them. Like, it's a very like sacred. And I've done that before as well. But I would say that mine are more like my altars are usually more fluid and they might change weekly. Sometimes they might change every few days. Like, as I find stuff, like I might pull a card tomorrow after meditation that I really connect with and I'll decide that I'm, I'm done with the energy of the one that's, that's here right now. Like I have little cards like all over my house, like basically depending on like what area I feel they need to be in. And I'm sure you probably yeah. do crystal, like all that kind of stuff. My- so- I have a prosperity altar in my abundance corner that is totally elaborate over the top. It's got a big old statue of Lakshmi in the middle. It's got a huge crystal grid. Like, but this doesn't have to be that. Like if you're in trying to incorporate the four elements in this section of your home, it could be as simple as a vase of water with a fresh flower in it, a photo of an ancestor and a candle that's lit for fire and a feather. Like, that's it. You could just do those five small things and it would represent all of the elements plus the earth star chakra plus the new beginning section. So it can be very simple. It can be totally bougie and elaborate. Like, (laughs) you know, yeah, it could like mine just depend. Like I just, mine are so fluid. Like my altars have always been fluid where they change. Um, which I, and I've never thought about that literally until right now. Like the fact that um, I've only had a couple that I've made like this big, like I made it like a thing. Um, And maybe that's something I need to explore a little bit. Like why I don't do, um, I don't know. My abundance corner and area of my home is like a little part of my kitchen that it's all of our outdoor area. So, like, it's hard for me to have, like, an altar there. But I have many altars in the abundance area of, like, four different rooms in my home. 
you know. Yeah, I, I look at every, a lot of different surfaces as altars, personally. I mean, even the top of my microwave is mm -hmm. like a pseudo altar, my fireplace mantle, the mm -hmm. table behind me. Um, I look, really look at everything as an altar and I design whatever I'm doing around it yeah. and try to incorporate the elements and then try to incorporate stones that are symbolic in that area. Mm -hmm. I do the same, but my, my have like yeah. three altars. Yeah. I like, I pay really heavy attention to my space because it's like my sanctuary. Mm -hmm. And so I do, I put a lot of attention and detail and in intention into creating spaces that are like all Zen and peaceful and make me happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that's, again, um, for the person that asked about altars, like, I don't think there's a wrong way to do it. I think it's a space that you go to intentionally that you maybe reflect on intentionally, or if you're making it for a certain purpose, right. And you want to set it up in a place that you naturally spend time in that you naturally kind of go to because like, for me, when I want to make something a habit and a practice in my life, I have to make it simple for myself. I don't want to like, I have to put it here and do this, this, and this, because like, then I, I don't feel good about doing it or it doesn't feel natural. And so or you won't like, do it. Exactly. And then it's like a way. So that's why like, I have many altars throughout my home, but I have like three in my den. And the reason is, is because my den is where I go to every single morning. It's where I meditate. It's like my really, my most relaxing space in the house. And so like, it's really easy for me to set intentions there and to be really intentional because it's right there in that space when I'm in that frame of mind. For you, it could be like, I spent like, it could be your bathroom. That's the first place I go in the morning. And maybe you, I do my skincare or whatever, like, and so you could have a little altar in your bathroom because like, that's the first place that you go. And, and that's where you want to set intentions before you start your day or whatever. So it's very, um, you know, make it your own. Yeah, I mean, and, and something like in your bathroom, if that's where you're putting your makeup on or you're like beautifying yourself, you could use stones that like enhance your confidence or like mukite jasper is the stone of beauty. That would be a perfect thing to have in there, you know? So it's just the, the, the intention behind the spot, really. And, and yeah, making it too complicated makes you not do it. And so don't make it complicated. Just put things that you love there. Hi, Debbie from North Carolina. So I hope that helped, Jen. And since you're local, you know, if you want me to come over, <laughs> I'll totally come over to your house. She'll come over. I feel you're so good about saying hello and responding to comments. I feel like I'm so bad about it um, because I like get so, and. I'd never pick the right time to say anything and then I forget. So for anybody who has commented, I don't believe you are still here. Thank you for, <laughs> for talking to me. And I'm sorry that I'm so horrible about responding and saying hello. I so, wish we could both see all, all the comments. I know. Yeah. Um, Debbie, we're talk we actually started today talking about the home energy map and the, the new beginning section and how it relates to the earth star chakra. And then we talked about what kind of items and crystals you could put in that space to amplify your intentions. And then we moved on to talking about a whole bunch of other stuff like we always do, <laughs> altars and, <laughs> and rituals and a whole bunch of other stuff, so. Okay, I think I'm gonna wrap up and yeah. 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 When we get going, the time goes by. I fast. know. And I feel like we wrap up with our main topic and it's like we start to wind down and then it's every time. And then we're like, actually, let's talk about this too, which I love. So next week we are going to talk about the 
abundance area because it is related, in my opinion, to your root chakra. So that's what we'll talk about next week. So you guys, we're going to be with you for the next, this was week one, so the next eight weeks. So this is going to take us nine weeks, which our last one is going to be on the night before my birthday. So I'm like super pumped. That When's your birthday? The 15th. What day? Okay, mine's the 5th. Ah, yeah, both fives. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. I think that'll be fun. Yeah, that'll be cool. Time to go. All right. So, okay. See you next week. I'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.